On this week's show, we talk about why Into the Harvest exists, where we're going in the future, and how you can be a part of it. So check it out. Welcome, friends. I'm Abigail, and I am here with Keith and Andrew. We are all back together again uh, to discuss a really fun and important topic to us personally, and we think you'll like it too. But before we get into that, uh, if you are new to our station, we are all about the tips and tools to help you be a disciple and make disciples in the 21st century. So if you want more of that, then go and click the little bell if you are on YouTube or subscribe if you're on some sort of podcast area somewhere and you will get all of the goods. So into today's show. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Doing good, Abby. Good to see you. It's been a, it's been a few weeks, so it's nice to see it you. It has. I know. It was nice a very girly show. Yeah, it's always last week and then you guys were without me the week before. So we've been having the some new things together, for you guys baby. to see. We're back. The Beatles are back. That's right. Well we were we were never really apart. We were we were together in spirit. So absolutely. So we are here today um to really it's been a while since we've covered this, but we just want to give everyone um, that's watching, listening, kind of a reminder of what our Into the Harvest is all about. <laughs> so we're going to do that today. We're going to get into why we started it and what we see it, the importance of Into the Harvest today um, in this modern world that we're living in, um, and just kind of give you our own personal vision of what we're all about in case it wasn't obvious already. So let's get into it guys. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds good. Abby. Yeah. I, I think like you said, um, we kind of want to come back to this just to recenter ourselves every so often, but then we know we've got, uh, folks who have joined the community since the last time we had a conversation like this. So this is just a reintroduction to the ministry of Into the Harvest. Um, we're doing different things, some of them on social media, some of them online, uh, on through the website, a lot of them in our personal ministries and in our local areas. So, you know, what is this ministry all about and how do we hope to encourage people? So that's, that's really what we're gonna be talking about today. Yeah, I think it's helpful for us too because it kind of recenters us. You know, it keeps us focused on like, hey, why why are we doing this? Uh, and we get to answer that in real time and kind of think through it. And um, you guys get to be a part of that and hear that. So I think that vision casting is really important for us. So I know we're excited. Yeah. So, um, guys, I know I get this question a lot whenever it comes up. What I do in my spare time, which is into the harvest. Uh, what is your elevator pitch when you're explaining it to your uh, your friends and family who are curious? Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, I don't have an elevator pitch worked out, so this is going to be completely spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I would say that um, faith is something that doesn't change and hasn't changed over the centuries. Uh, you know, we have the same faith today that first generation believers and followers of Jesus had. But of course, culture is always changing. Society is always changing. Um, and I think there's some exciting things happening uh, in the present world that actually look a lot like the first century. 
And so we're, we're 2,000 years removed from Jesus walking on the earth as a man. And a lot of traditions and structures have, have grown up around the church and around faith. Um, and yet I see a, a real return to the roots of faith, which is really what Into the Harvest is all about. You know, how do we, how do we live our faith and share our faith in the natural everyday places of life? which is what they had to do in the first century. They didn't have um, a lot of tradition and history to build on. They didn't have buildings that they were meeting in. They didn't have lots of money. Um, it was just common everyday people who believed this message about Jesus and it changed their lives and, and they went about living it among their family and friends. And that's, that's really what we're trying to do personally. And it's also what we're trying to cheerlead for, I guess, within the body of Christ so that others can catch this vision um, to make faith much more, uh, much more a part of the everyday than maybe it has been in past decades. I think Andrew's taking a hotel, uh, hotel California elevator <laughs> because, right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's supposed to be 15 seconds. That was probably <laughs> yeah. closer to a minute. No, I'm not mad at you. It was good though. I think, uh, I don't have one planned either. So mine's probably going to be just as raw Andrew. So, uh, yeah, I would say that uh, there was a time in my life where I wasn't living for Jesus and, uh, through some extreme circumstances, he called me back to himself and gave me a new life, a new purpose. So we get to offer that same uh, purpose in life to others now. So it's almost like we joined uh, Jesus's team and I think it's the best thing on the market. So I think we get to take that passion and energy everywhere we go. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I didn't know I was gonna put you guys on the spot. I thought this happened all the time. <laughs> Oh no! I guess it just happens to me. All my mom friends are like uber uh, curious and and nosy in life. But I think for me, um, and mine's long too, because I'm not I'm not short <laughs> on anything I say. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I I think that what what sold me on into the harvest was that while we've been involved in a lot of ministries that I still believe in 120 percent, and often we'll have our foot in the door of a lot of different things. And we even spend a lot of time in local churches doing trainings and things. And I think something that I have noticed is that we all develop a language, a language of our faith, a language of our own personal ministry. And it's one of my biggest pet peeves is that we start to need interpretation for um, just literally how we talk. And so one of the things that I love about Into the Harvest is we try very, very hard to use words that anyone can understand. I know it sounds stupid, but it's true. Like it true. I, yeah. yeah. So I, um, and maybe like common English words that, cause yeah. sometimes we'll use words, but nobody knows what they mean. Um, so I, I think that we really work hard to make whatever we put out, whatever our content is very accessible to if this is your first time listening to us, we hope you can understand us. We're not going to use any acronyms. We're not going to use any of our own fancy terms for things. We do use alliteration a lot, but you know, we're not perfect. So I think that that for me is what makes us special and that we're trying to have tools, like we said in our opener, that people can really use. And whatever ministry you're a part of, whatever, you know, God has called you to, we do think there's some universal things that we're all called to as followers of Jesus. And we hope that we can help you um, do that and be successful in being obedient. So that's essentially what I say. And then I usually get interrupted about 15 times by children <laughs> asking for snacks. Mm. So that's what I do. 
<laughs> Lots of snacks in our house right now. Okay, so let's get into some questions. Um, I kind of touched on this in my little spiel just now, but for you guys, what is unique about what we're doing in Into the Harvest that maybe is unique from even what you've done in past ministries and things that you've seen um, around about? Yeah, I think what I've seen is that we decided to move out west really early, you know, uh, kind of reminds me of the old Odin days when everybody was moving out west and you were almost faced with this decision, like, do we do we check it out now and try to be ahead of the game or do we wait and see how it goes for others? So I think we kind of launched um, early in a good way, especially everything going on with the virus and having to adapt to distancing ourselves from each other and using technology a lot more and social media and zoom like we've uh we started on that stuff a little early so i'm not saying that that's gonna be our key to success like god's ultimately in charge of that but um i think that was one um thing that i seen that was really helpful that we were already a little bit ahead of the curve on this and god was kind of calling us out west and we had to step out on faith you know so to see that growth and to see where we are today is pretty pretty neat and it's it's also encouraging to see other ministries like do something similar and and also try to leverage technology because um yeah it's it's real that's our modern world right now and like you were saying Abby we can't be uh speaking uh old English when everybody's speaking you know modern English like so the same thing with technology like we can't be uh using our thumbs to type anymore like we gotta adapt and learn how to overcome so yeah it makes me grateful for a lot of things we do whether it's the articles or the podcast or the post on social media and uh yeah some of the distancing coaching we're doing it's it's pretty encouraging so yeah I think what um what you were just saying there Keith is it's a great metaphor and it's it's in our name like we're, we're purposely trying to operate um, outside of the established traditional church in America so if if folks have grown up going to church or if they're familiar with with church then then there's all sorts of places where they can find that in uh, in the US I mean there's there's churches even even in places like Washington State and California where our family has lived which are sort of um, known for being unchurched or less churched. There, there's plenty of traditional churches available for folks that are looking for that. We really wanted to go the opposite direction and move out into the harvest and, and try to learn how does it look to, to live our faith, to be the church, to make disciples um, outside of that established traditional structure, which is what you're talking about mm-hmm. with the idea of going west, right, that, that right. metaphor that there was a time in our country's history where you could stay in a very, for the time, civilized part of the country, or if you if you wanted to break new ground, if you wanted to to be a pioneer and to explore and sort of live on the edge, then that opportunity was there too. And that's really a great way to think about what we're trying to do is we're trying to be pioneers in the everyday places of life. And, and I think you're right, both what you said and Abigail, when you do that, it really does dictate a lot. It, it, it trims the fat in a lot of ways, whether it's your language and how you're talking to people, like you just realize that there are certain things that don't communicate Mm -hmm. if you're not talking to people who already have an established foundation. Uh, And it also, I think really for for me has has brought a a real focus to the the non-reducible truths of, of the New Testament. So what does it mean to be a disciple? Uh, what does it mean to be the church? What is the gospel? How does someone come to faith? You know, all these really basic issues, you know, when you're when you're operating outside of the traditional church, 
you really have to get clarity on those things uh, because you don't have those structures in place to sort of just follow along. So, yeah, I, I really like that. Abby, what do you think? Um, how does it look different for you and what's unique in your view with uh, what we're doing? Um, I think when one way that we're filling a need that I think was needing to be met within the body of Christ is that especially all of us kind of having some similar military backgrounds, we have been in touch with a lot of people that have find, found themselves isolated or haven't found a church home that really has a this a similar calling of reaching the harvest places. And we went to really, ooh, my light just went out. That was cool. Crazy. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm going to continue on. Uh, so I I saw that there was a real need for for encouragement for the body of Christ and and also to teach others what we have learned over the years of just being able to have normal everyday conversations with people and bring up Christ and bring up salvation and the things that we talk about all the time in our Christian circles. And how do we expand that out and really talk to our neighbors and the other parents at soccer practice? And those are things that we're not necessarily taught well, um, just overall. Some churches are doing a great job, but as an overall, we are not really learning those those tools. And so I think that we have we have those resources for you. And we get emails quite a bit from um, from pastors and local churches uh, asking, hey, can we use these resources? Are they really free? And we're like, yes, yes, they are. <laughs> and so I that makes me so happy that we're able to do that. And we're able to have tools that are actually usable. And we know that because we have used them. Um, and so I think that that's really, really key. And I think makes us makes us special if we can <laughs> say that about ourselves. Hey, friends, thanks for watching the show. I wanted to take a quick moment to say if you're someone who's looking for insights, ideas and inspiration that will fuel your faith for the 21st century, then make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter, Harvest Highlights. It's free and it's loaded with resources that will help you be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places. So make sure you check it out. There's a link in the description of this video. Back to the show. Um, but that kind of plays into my next question for you guys, which is, so how does this work in your everyday ministry? So you guys see us, you know, once a week on here, and then, you know, we have articles that come out and you see us on social media, but let's just like pull apart the curtain. Is this really how our everyday life looks like <laughs> yeah what, what would you say keith yeah uh, i think so like i think as you were sharing abby i, I was talking i was really motivated by motivated by something you said but i think uh, especially for you guys um we're almost walking journals you know like we've 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 burned our ships a long time ago you know so even before we were really doing into the harvest all of us were living uh, for Jesus and trying to model our lives after his ministry. So um, I'm not great at keeping journals. I don't know how you guys do at that. But uh, yeah, you, you go through life and you gain these experiences, you know, and all of us have them uh, because we've been doing this for a while. So I think we have that resource to, to really build on, you know. So um, yeah, it's almost like, you know, once you start riding a bike, like you never forget, you know. So I'm really grateful that, you know, Andrew, I know you've been doing this kind of ministry for 20 plus and then abby i'm sure you're 
um, almost a decade over 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 a decade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> and, but then we've spent time with God, like on a daily basis, like trying to to figure out like how did Jesus do it? Like how did He train His followers to do it? Uh, so I'm grateful that we can we can go back in past experience and how how did it look to work um, in a place where there was no other believers? Like how did it look to go to a, a normal college, not a Bible college, not a not a seminary school, but just the local college and try to make an impact for the Lord there. So, uh, yeah, I'm grateful that I have you two guys to look to and and others that have really been into in the harvest the whole time, like really trying to labor outside of uh, walls and barriers and have learned to adjust uh, in that way. Yeah, it's um, it's very relationship um, heavy is, is one thing that really comes to my mind as far as the everyday life. And I think it's maybe one of the, the distinctions between what we're doing and what people might be familiar with in the traditional church. Um, so there's a lot of relationship time in, in what we do from week to week, uh, but also in very natural ways. So, um, you know, we're working out with guys. I like to run. So, I know that there'll be some guys that I'm discipling that we're going to go for a run this week. And then we'll spend time talking during the run, probably more after, um, when we're, when we're cooling off. Um, I know Keith is a barber and a lot of his ministry just happens as he's cutting hair and having conversations. Um, so the activities in a sense, it's, it's what we're trying to do is the things that we would already be doing in our everyday lives. Um, we want to really bring, the Lord into those activities and into those places. And we also want to bring people along with us hmm. as much as possible. So it's, it's much less about having um, a sacred space or a set aside time, even though we do have regular times that we gather throughout the week. Um, it's much more about the relationships that the Lord has entrusted to us um, to disciple folks. And that's also the primary way that we meet new folks is through relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's um, uh, fellow parents at schools, neighbors. Um, there's just natural connections that all of us are having day in and day out. Many times we're not really aware and on point as uh, representing Jesus during those times. So those are some of the things that stand out to me, Abigail. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I really think uh, you guys are our content. Uh, you may not know this, but um, I uh, am in kind of in charge of our website and what articles we put out. And we're actually going to ha- be having our production meeting for this coming month. And you listening, the people that we spend time with in our local ministries, you're our content for me, for sure. I, I think it's the same for the guys too, but it's the conversations that I'm having with my mom friends, both Christian and non-Christian. The things they want to talk about are the things I think, okay, we're not different. We're all the same. So if it's coming up in our local ministries and our local um, just relationships and conversations, then we should be talking about these things. So that's, you know, how we have these talks about race on, you know, on our podcast. It's how we, you know, bring up these um, ideas of masculinity and feminine. I can't say that word. Feminine. Womanhood. <laughs> <laughs> I just like fell into it. I went through an entire podcast last week, friends, mm-hmm. without saying that word, and I just fell into it. Man, I can't believe I did that to myself. 
It's fine. Okay. The point is, is those came from, from people, from everyday conversations that in doing local ministry, you know, this is what we're struggling with when we do articles about like, don't give up. Like we know that having house churches is hard. That's because we legit know it's hard because we've done it and we're like waiting for people to show up at our house. When we do, you know, we talk about, you know, having to do conflict and like really, um, you know, having to connect with somebody over sin and like helping them with their sin in their life. The reason we know that that's an issue is because we're having to do it. We're having to do that ourselves. We're having to walk through these things ourselves. Um, and I, I mean, just literally this week, I had, a, you know, I wrote an article about five ways to implement prayer into your everyday life. All five of those things are tested and approved in my home. <laughs> so, but in writing it, this is my the last thing I'll say about it is as I was writing it, I felt uber convicted because there were like two or three on my list that I hadn't done recently. And I was like, these were good ideas. I should do this more. So don't worry, friends. We're also preaching to the choir. We're preaching to ourselves. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. We are not experts in the sense that we've got this all figured out and we're hitting the marks <laughs> um, day in and day out. Um, I'm often challenged by the things that we're talking about. And just like you said, Abigail, like we know that these things are true. They are field tested, but that doesn't mean that we're always consistent in, in practicing them, but we're in the game. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's so much of it that we're trying to bring to people listening or watching this right now is you've got what it takes because you've been called by Jesus. You have his spirit living within you and he's, He's called you not only to follow him, but to live for him, which doesn't mean that you're going to do it perfectly, but don't wait until you're ready or that you, you feel ready to start following Jesus, because that's, that's what's actually going to develop and shape your, your life is to just begin following him, however imperfect that is. Um, and I think that's something else that's unique about us, that we are all non-professionals in the sense that uh, none of us have gone to seminary. I, I don't have a Bible degree. Now I've spent years and years studying the scriptures and we have a, a local leadership team that is in the scriptures week in and week out digging deep. Um, but yeah, we're not, we're not professionals in that sense where we've been uh, sanctioned by a certain denomination or church. Um, we're like you guys. <laughs> so uh, some of us are just a little further down the road than you um, just because of age. Well, but And you better say that with your chest up, man. That's uh, <laughs> that's gold right there. Like Jesus, Jesus didn't have a seminary degree. Like neither yeah. did Peter, neither did Paul, like the, uh, the OGs of the faith. This is how they went about it. And it's not to discount anybody or say that you shouldn't, um, right. you know, submit to those guys and the authority that they have. But be really encouraged that, hey, there, this works, you know, like this is, this is not just proven over our lifetime, but over, you know, thousands of years of uh, men and women who've committed themselves to God and that relationship with him and who've had an impact on the world. So, yeah, I, th I think of this, uh, maybe three ways to think about this. One is uh, Jesus is our model. So that's something that's very distinct that we're, we're not just trying to uh, minister for him. We're trying to minister like him. Um, he, he not only tells us the mission, but he gives us the blueprint and you can, you can study that and we're trying to follow that blueprint. 
I think a, a second thing is where this ministry is happening. So, so first thing is who we're following Jesus. Second thing is where is this mission happening? And it's not happening in the sacred spaces. This mission is happening in your family, in your house, in your neighborhood, among your relationships that you already have. So it's in the harvest is hmm. where the mission is taking place. And the last thing is what, what Keith and I are just talking about, it, who's doing this mission? And it's the everyday follower of Jesus. It is, it's not the highly skilled, the highly gifted, um, the one who's, who's been officially sanctioned. All of us as followers of Jesus are called to be involved in this mission. And so those are three big things that you're probably going to hear us emphasizing over and over, whether it's on this show or if you get to talk to us in person, we're going to be talking about those same three things. <laughs> For sure. And um, I appreciate you saying that we're not very skilled, Andrew. It's, I, I don't think you you like didn't need to say it. I think everybody already knew it. But it's worth, you know, just addressing the elephant it in is. the room. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, and as you guys were talking, another thing that came to mind just that's unique about us. Um, and then we're going to kind of get into just for a minute what we have to look forward to in the future for us as a community. But one thing is that you know, you will not see uh, certain things from us that are just out there, like amazing, wonderful articles put out all the time that are deeply rooted in theology or, um, you know, just great people who are all into politics and how we can, you know, have that as part of our faith. You're just not going to find it here. And it's usually because I'm not smart enough, but it's also because we really try to make the main thing the main thing. So if we just keep pushing you back to the Bible and you're disappointed because we're not giving you like what you really wanted, we know that there's people out there doing it. So you'll probably find it elsewhere. But we are really, really trying to just take it back to the word and take it back to what Jesus did. So we're pretty simple around here. But that being said, we do have some fun ideas for the future. So let's get into that, what we dream big for Into the Harvest in our community. Well, I'll take a stab at this one first. Um, well, one is that I would love to see more engagement with our with our online community. So, you know, something we didn't say too much about, but it has been a big part of our ministry from the start is that we want to be living this out ourselves in our personal lives, in our local areas. But we also want to to see the Lord bring together a like mind a like minded community of people who want to do the same in their areas. And then we actually want to encourage each other. And we've got the technology these days to do that. Uh, whether it's through online groups with Facebook or through online courses that um, that we're developing right now, I would say over the in the past we've been mostly um, broadcasting, whether it's a podcast like this or a YouTube show, and we've been talking about things that hopefully are encouraging and inspiring to people. But one one big hope I have for the future, and we've already got some things in the works, is to make it more interactive so that we have. Um, more and more engagement with people who are listening, who are intrigued, who want to do this in their own local areas. Um, we would like to either have some online courses or um, groups, uh, you know, private groups where we collectively encourage each other and we provide some, some coaching and some equipping. And I think the first of those is going to launch in um, early fall. So probably late August, early September, hmm. 
Uh, we'll be telling you guys some more about that here in the in the coming weeks. But that's one big hope that I have is that this this online community can become much much more interactive. Um, and there's some ways that we're we're planning to do that. So that's one big hope that I have. Yeah, I'm I'm extremely hopeful um, because, yeah, going back to Jesus, like he didn't do it alone, you know, and uh, he invested in people, a, a small number of people. But the goal was to reach all, you know, uh, and it was the disciples who got quoted as turning the world upside down, you know. So like, yeah, we, we need you guys, as Abby was saying earlier, like we can't do this alone, you know. So uh, every once in a while, I'll get a comment or something like, hey, man, I seen what you guys posted or, right. hey, I really like what you guys are doing. And I'm like, man you have no idea the power you have like with the with the simple share or a like or a comment you know because um yeah there are people in the bible who did that you know so the woman of samaria come see a man who who told me everything i've ever did you know like she had a huge impact on the world simon of Cyrene, uh cyrene simon of cyrene yeah. carrying jesus's cross like he's not a main character but he did his part you know so uh yeah i almost call you guys to be some of those people that Seem like they were more in the background, but if you're encouraged by this and you're getting, uh, you know, great content as far as like helping you in your walk with the Lord, then like help, you know, help us out. Like by, uh, yeah, just sharing and spreading the word because as you guys alluded to, like we're nothing without people. Like our, our whole goal is to help people and uh, God uses people. So we want to, you know, jump in that, uh, that battle. So yeah, I, I'm encouraged about the future because it, it's not going to start mm-hmm. with us. Like God's going to be doing stuff. And then you guys are going to be the really thing that gets us uh, where we hope to be one day. Yeah, absolutely. I will say, I do not know what the future holds for into the harvest, no. mostly because 2020 did not go <laughs> as planned. <laughs> so I have basically thrown out everything, but it's a very exciting place to be because I do know that if we keep seeking the Holy Spirit, we keep seeing what He's doing and we try to be a part of it, then we can't go wrong. Like that's the place to be. So we're going to try to keep uh, listening to what the Lord has to say. We're going to tre- keep trying to bring you the content that we think uh, would be most useful to you. And we really hope that you guys will start talking to us more and that we'll have more places, like Andrew said, where you can specifically be in, uh, you know, maybe a closer relationship with us and our community. So we're very excited about the future and we're so glad all of you are on along for the ride. Uh, we thank you so much um, for listening to today's show and we'll be back again next time. Thanks, guys. We'll see Thanks. you then. Thanks. Thanks, Abby. Great seeing you. <laughs> you too. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.